It's time for your Low Country Real Estate Market Update. It's the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. Brian is one of the top 1% real estate agents in Charleston. Find him online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843-400-8009. Now, broadcasting from the WTMA studios, here's your host, Brian Beatty. Good morning, Charleston, and welcome to another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Thanks for joining me this morning. A lot to talk about today. The market continues to kind of soften a little bit. We've seen activity over the last month that almost mirrors the activity that we'd expect in December. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening in the market. I want to talk about the process of selling your home and buying another. We have a lot of folks that have kind of come out of the woodwork, so to speak. They've, they've hopped off the fence and said, you know what, we're seeing inventory or options uh, become more plentiful. I think I can actually still sell my home, get a great deal for it, and find something that fits my needs that I don't have to uh, you know, act in such a ridiculous way in order to even have the opportunity to buy the house, right? <laughs> Who knows if, if that'll actually work or not. Uh, and, and so obviously over the past several months, we've seen uh, things shift fairly significantly from very aggressive multiple offer situations where we're waiving home inspections or appraisals, um, really making some risky moves to things returning to a, a sense of normalcy. And so I want to talk about the process of selling your home and buying another, what most people do, what some people get wrong. I want to talk about a few different options you might not have thought about. Uh, I want to talk about how to save some time and some money in your real estate transaction, just some things that I've picked up along the way as somebody that's you know, sold real estate for 16 years and done over 1,100 transactions, about a billion dollars worth of real estate volume. Uh, so I want to give you some 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 benefit uh, in, from that experience, help you guys understand some of the things that I do to help save people some time and some money. Uh, and then I want to talk about property management. You know, we're having a lot of folks that are just priced out of the market. You know, the, it's 80% more expensive to buy a home now as compared to three years ago. And so we've got a lot of folks that just simply cannot afford to buy right now. And so they're being either pushed back into the rental market or staying in the rental market. And um, obviously the people that own rentals are benefiting. That's why I started a property management company almost a year ago. I saw the writing on the wall there. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the investment side of real estate for, for just a little while. Now, if at any point in time you guys want to reach out to me, you, you hear something that you'd like some more information on, maybe you'd like to share a specific uh scenario with me that you need to work through. Maybe you need some contacts, uh, some references, maybe a contractor. Uh, or of course, if you're thinking of buying, selling, or investing in real estate, I'd love the opportunity to earn your business. And you've got a team of 20. Um, and I do still sell real estate. I don't know if there's another team out there with uh, my level of experience where the guy that has the name on the sign is actually out still selling real estate. Uh, so if I can help you with that, 843-400-8009 is my direct cell phone number. Uh, you can call or text that number, 843-400-8009, or check us out online, listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. A lot more information on, of course, homes for sale. You can you can search through that. You can watch, gosh, hundreds of versions of this show, uh, which you can also hear on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, so on and so forth. We've got over, I think, 650 videos on YouTube. Uh, so, a lot of information out there. And that's what this show is all about, is informing consumers about the process 
of buying, selling, and investing in real estate and what's happening in the market so that you can plan accordingly, so that you're an informed consumer. There aren't many shows like this out there. A lot of them kind of just focus on uh, real estate investing or their shows for real estate agents. Uh, not many shows and not a lot of activity out there uh, in, in this world or in the podcasting world as it relates to consumers. So we wanted to fill that gap and happy to have been doing the show for, gosh, eight years now, uh, going on nine. So let's talk about this process of selling a home, buying another. We've seen a lot more options hit the market over the course of the past few months. You know, we're, we're seeing inventory rise. We're seeing pending sales slow down. We put about as many homes under contract um, last month as we typically do around December. So uh, a real kind of drop in, in activity, and it's been steadily going down. May, June, and July are still supposed to be very busy months, the busiest months for pending sales. And uh, really, that's when the decline started to happen. April and May were about the same. And then uh, from May to now, uh, we're, we're losing about 500-ish transactions a month. In fact, uh, July of uh, 2020, we put 2,352 2, homes under contract, whereas last month we put uh, a little over 1,500 under contract. So uh, we're definitely seeing demand go down. Of course, that's... Uh, a result of several things, really. I think one is just a lot of people have already moved. You know, that there has been a mass amount of people that when they were given information that said, hey, you can work from home, meaning you can work from anywhere, meaning you can move. A lot of people said, well, I'm out of here. <laughs> if, if my job isn't keeping me here, then I'm going to go somewhere I really want to live. And guess where that place is for a lot of folks? It's Charleston, South Carolina, and rightfully so. This place is awesome. But a lot of people have already made that move. A lot of people that were kind of stuck in their home saying, you know, this space just isn't, if, if we're going to be working from home, this space doesn't work that well for us. We, we, need to, we need to recalibrate. We need to move. And they did. And now they're happy because they're sitting in a home that fits their needs at, with, with a 3% interest rate. Uh, or they bought a few years ago and then they refinanced. Maybe they did some work to their house. So I think a lot of people just naturally have moved. But on top of that, you've seen affordability really uh, plummet over the course of the past few months. I mean, if you look at the the home affordability index in Charleston, it's sitting at 72. Uh, and so that number means uh, that an index of like 72 means that the median household income is 72% of what is necessary to qualify for the median priced home under prevailing interest rates. The higher the number, the more affordable it is. And we have seen a massive drop in affordability starting really January of 2021. And so now we're starting to see things uh, you know, bounce just a tiny bit as prices soften. And I think a lot of people are, are thinking that, hey, prices have already started coming down. Well, I, it might appear that way. But what's happening is the people that are overpriced are starting to realize, hey, I'm not going to get what I want for my house. And if I want to sell, I need to get more serious. And so you're seeing those people bring their prices down to more of a realistic level. We're still not in a, we're not even in a normal market yet. The, the feel in the market is one of a buyer's market because, I mean, buyers have been waiting a long time to kind of get that green light to 
behave the way that they always want to behave, which is, hey, I'm going to lowball somebody, and I'm going to get a really good deal, and I'm going to make them sweat, and I'm not going to, you know, it's time for me to take some power back. Well, it's we're not quite there yet, but we are starting to see just the behavior change, and that's why uh, affordability might be ticking up just a little bit, might be getting a little and better improving, um, but still, there are a lot of people that have been priced out of the market. I mean, look at what's happening in the rental market right now. But anyways, so so with all of this new opportunity, you know, going from less than a thousand properties for sale in our tri county area at any given point in time to now having you know three thousand uh, ish, it's a lot more option. There's a lot more people out there that are saying, "Hey, now I can actually find something I want and sell my house." That was the challenge. It's been the challenge for years at this point is, yeah, I'd, I'd like to sell my house, but where am I going to go? I just don't see the options out there that excite me enough to make sense out of moving. I'm not so desperate to sell that I'm going to leave where I'm at right now. I'm going to wait for the right thing to hit the market. And so when we talk about selling a home and buying another, that's really what most people that are not truly motivated or, or there's no sense of, I'm not going to say not motivated, because moving in and of itself requires uh, a lot of motivation. You can't dip your toe in the water on that one. There's a lot of moving parts associated with moving. But for the people that don't have a huge sense of urgency, meaning, hey, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, you know, nothing is, nothing's pushing me out of this house. I don't have to sell. I'd like to, though. So for those people, what they typically do is they say, hey, you know what? If I see something I like, then I'll act on it. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong, but I do want you to understand, and we're going to talk about some of these different options. I want you to understand the likelihood of you being able to accomplish your goals. So if you're the person that says, hey, you know what? If I see something I like, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it at that point in time, but I'm not going to put my home on the market. I'm really not going to take any steps uh, to sell my home until I see something worth selling it for so that I can move into something else. Makes sense. The problem is if you haven't taken any steps to prepare your home for sale, if if that you know train is not already in motion, from the seller's perspective, from the person whose home you want to purchase, they're inheriting a lot of risk and, frankly, unwanted frustration um, by taking your offer. Because if you have to sell that home in order to buy something else, now they have to wait for you to not only sell your they got to wait for you to prep your home, list your home, market your home, negotiate a contract, and hope that that contract closes so that you can buy their house. It's a lot of moving parts. And what we've seen, or especially what I've seen got for doing this for almost 17 years now, uh, is this domino effect and the things that can go wrong uh, as these dominoes start tipping themselves over, ultimately and hopefully resulting in a closing. So that is the, the way that most people approach the process. Hey, if I see something I like, I'll make an offer contingent upon selling my house, and then I'll put my home on the market uh, and hope that we can sell it in time to to buy that home. There's a little attachment that comes along with those types of deals, and it's called a kickout clause, meaning even if you find something you like, 
you still run the risk of getting kicked out of the process. So I want to explain that. I want to, I want to talk a little bit more about some creative ways of moving from house A to house B without owning two homes and without becoming homeless, <laughs> which is always the goal. And something I've never done, by the way, pretty proud of that. Uh, not that that's a huge feat, but um, important nonetheless, right? So stick around. This is the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Again, if you want to reach out to me, 843-400-8009. That's my cell. Call or text that number, 843-400-8009. Or check us out online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back. It's the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. Broadcast Saturday mornings at 9 and Sunday mornings at 10 on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA. You're listening to the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Welcome back, Charleston, as the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Again, I'm your host, Brian Beatty. Thanks for joining me this morning. As we talk about real estate here in the low country, we're talking about the process of selling a home and buying another. How do we do that without owning two homes at once? How do we do that without becoming homeless? Uh, What's the right way to do it? Well, I think the answer is there isn't no real right way to do it. There are a few different options, though, than just waiting for you to find the one that you like and then, as quickly as possible, trying to get your home on the market under contract and sold so you can actually buy it. So I want to talk through this process a little bit more. You know, We were talking before the break on something called a kickout clause, which says that even if your home uh, that you want to buy is under contract. You have an agreement with that seller to purchase it, but that agreement is contingent upon you selling your house first. Those types of deals usually come with something called a kickout clause, which states that if somebody else, another buyer, comes along and they do not have to sell their house and they make an offer, the seller has the right to provide you with notice. And if you cannot prove that you can buy their house without selling your home first, then you move to a backup position and the seller can kick you out of the process and go with a different buyer. As you get further and further along in the, in the process of selling your home, marketing your home, the, the greater the likelihood or the chance of you as the buyer, um, removing that kickout clause. In other words, the more steps you take to prove to the seller of the home that you're trying to buy that, hey, I will be on and off the market very quickly. We're prepared. We're priced right. I've got a great agent to market the property. We have every confidence that this will be under contract closed and that this deal will go through. Right. Well, we all know that there are certain things that are outside of all of our control, but we can be as prepared as possible. So here are a few different ideas for the process of selling a home and buying another uh, that I just don't hear a lot about, which is which is interesting. It's it's very linear. Uh, the advice that agents uh, give their clientele, and let's be honest, this is a bit of a tricky transaction. So I think agents prefer to try and keep things simple. The challenge is the simple approach for you, the person that wants to sell a home and buy another, 
might not be the best approach. And it's probably in all likelihood going to result in you not getting the house. I mean, that's the risk that we run, right? Is that if we're not going to do anything to prepare our home for sale and take necessary steps to prove to the seller that we're serious, then we might not even get a chance to do any of that because they're going to reject the offer. And in a market that has, over the past several years, been uh, very heavily favored uh, towards sellers, it's been really hard to get somebody to agree to a contract where you need the protection of selling your home first before you can buy theirs. So here are a few different ideas. And, and I know a lot of folks that are listening are in this same position right now. Please know that for our real estate team, for me personally, a lot of my real estate transactions are this way. We work with people that sell a home, buy another. And by the way, if you do both transactions with us, we'll pay all your moving expenses. So um, 843-400-8009 is my phone number. If, this, if what I'm talking about is your situation and you want more specifics, let's talk about some of the options in detail. Let's talk about what they mean for you. Let's, let's look at the, the risk-reward. Let's put a game plan together. My number is 843-400-8009. That's 843-400-8009. Or go to listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or you can send me an email, brian at brianbeattyteam.com. That's brian with an I at brianbeatty, B-E-A-T-T-Y, team.com. So let's talk about some of these other options. Well, the first option could be that Rather than just simply saying, you know what, if I see something I like, then I'll take the necessary steps at that point in time. Why not go ahead and interview and select your listing agent, allow them to take photos. And this is something that I, I, I think a lot of agents just don't talk about because they don't have the resources uh, to, to do this. And I'm not saying that as a slight against agents. It's just what I'm about to say is uh, a little challenging for some agents. When you list a property with a real estate agent, you have two options uh, as per the agreement. Option number one is what you would traditionally think about when you're selling a house. It goes on the MLS, right? It goes on all these different websites and it, it goes to anybody and everybody, right? The other option is what we call a brokerage exclusive listing, which states that I am only allowed to introduce your property to people that I've already been in contact with. My database or any other agent in my brokerage's database. In other words, we can't go out there and publicly market the property and find new buyers. We can only work with the people that we've already been in contact with. Well, for most agents, they don't have enough of a database to effectively market a home that way. They've got maybe a few hundred people that are in their database. We've got one database with 22,000 folks in it. We've got another database with almost 300,000 people in it. So our ability, plus the fact that I've got 20 team members and you know we collectively make you know 15,000 dials a week, that's a lot of opportunities for us to connect the dots, for us to connect a buyer and a seller. But the, the, I think the point in saying that is if you find somebody that has the database, that has the ability to market your home internally, not only... Can you get a leg up on the, you know, a, a head start, so to speak, but you might even find your buyer 
which then increases the likelihood of your offer being accepted because now instead of just saying, hey, I really like your house and I want to buy it, but I got to do all this stuff associated with the sale of my home first. Now you get to go and say, hey, I've already got a buyer for my house. We're already under contract. I know you can't see my home online. It's not technically listed for sale, but we do have a contract on it. So rather than it being contingent upon the listing and marketing of my house in order to find a buyer, close on it, and purchase your home, all we need to do is close uh, with the people that we already have under contract. It's, a, it's frankly a much more efficient way of doing things. It allows us, the real estate agent, to lay some groundwork. Maybe we don't find the buyer. Maybe, the, um, maybe we just have some great conversations, but you also never really know where that buyer can come from. I can't tell you the number of times I've had conversations with buyers in our database and then, you know, the next day or the day after got a random call from a buyer asking about the property that said they heard about it from one of their friends and these homes aren't even on the market. They're not publicly available. But obviously that's the strength in working with the team that has a big database that knows how to effectively communicate with it for your benefit. But that's option number one is to go ahead and let's go ahead and get the ball rolling. You know, get your agent hired, get photos taken, let them, let them start having conversations with buyers about your house, maybe even find one, hopefully find one. I mean, that's the goal. And now when you go to a seller, you're, you're way ahead of the curve. Option number two is to go ahead and list your home for sale. You can price it aggressively, meaning it's going to sell faster. You can slightly overprice it which all you're really gaining there is the benefit of being able to tell the seller, you know, hey, we're already on the market. You accept, you accept my offer. I'll adjust the price to this, which will cause it to sell and we'll be on our way to closing. But you could also list it at a competitive price and have a home purchase contingency. See, when you're going to a seller saying, hey, I want to buy your house, but I've got to sell my home first, that's a home sale contingency. Nothing is stopping you from listing your home for sale and including a home purchase contingency, meaning, hey, I'll sell my home to you. I will agree to you know, a contract, but I have to have a certain amount of time to find a replacement property and put that home under contract. And if I can't within that amount of time, then I have to make our agreement null and void. You know, I won't, cause, I won't force you to do an inspection before I go and find my other house. Um, I'll, I'll let you lock up a contract on my house. But if I can't find something else, then deal's off. I don't see that hardly at all in our market. It's a great option. It really is. So there you go. There's, it's, it's not really out, outside of the box either. I mean, it's pretty common sense. It's just I just never see them. I never see those listings on our MLS. It's a fantastic option for those that are thinking about selling their home and buying another. The third option is that there are multiple companies out there that exist that will basically act as the middleman from a financing perspective between you selling your home and you buying another. So what most will do, and I know there's there's plenty of advertising out there and we have it too that says, hey, um, you know, rather than selling your home um, or making the purchase contingent upon you selling your home will help you buy 
the other property that you want to buy, and then you can just buy it back from us once you sell your home. Well, by by us, uh, I think what a lot of agents are referring to is is the company that actually does this. There is actually no involvement on that agent's end from a, a you know financial perspective. But here's how it works. You make an offer to... You, so same scenario, right? You need to sell your home in order to buy another. You find a house that you want to buy. Rather than doing it contingent upon you selling your house, you say, hey, I've got this third-party company that's actually going to buy this house for me, cash. So we are, in fact, a cash buyer. I'm going to guarantee that closing. Um, and this company will go out and they'll buy the house for you. Now, they're going to charge you 2% of the purchase price. And then you're going to have to rent that from them uh, on a per diem basis, you know, based on fair market rent for that house. But you can make an offer and and have it appear as though you are a cash buyer. You know, all these marketing things that say upgrade your offer to cash. That's, that's what it is. Um, and it can be a really good option for some folks. So even if you make this offer and you say, hey, we are a cash buyer. Or we're going to guarantee the closing. There's nothing stopping you from going ahead and putting your house on the market. And if you can sell it before that company buys it, then you can just buy it. In other words, you're removing the risk for the seller and you're kind of removing the risk for yourself. It just, it costs you a little extra. Now, it kind of begs the question, you know, is that a wise financial move? You know, should I go and pay 2% of the purchase price and then fair market rent until my home closes. Well, number one, if you want the house badly enough, that might make sense for you. You might be willing to pay for that convenience. Um, Number two, if you make an offer contingent upon you selling your house, just like the traditional way we'd mentioned the very beginning of the show where you're not really going to take any steps to to do anything to sell your house before you find something that you want to buy, which logically makes sense well in order for the seller to inherit the risk associated with taking your offer and waiting for you to put it on the market hope that you price it right hope that your agent actually knows what they're doing and get it under contract and close well maybe that seller wants a little bit of a a buffer meaning they want more money they want to sell it for more money we'll take your offer but we're not going to negotiate with you if you want it you're gonna have to pay our price so things to think about there's there are the really cool thing about real estate is you can put basically whatever you want into a contract so long as both parties agree there are creative ways of approaching these processes uh and i think this is where experience counts this is where experience matters and and it goes past just talking about it we've done it so if that's something that you'd like to discuss in greater detail with myself or my real estate team, give me a call, 843-400-8009. That's 843-400-8009. Or check us out online at listingsincharleston.com. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back for more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Visit Brian Beatty's website at listingsincharleston.com. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues next on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. 1250 WTMA, The Big Talker. 
Now, the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues on Charleston's Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, to the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. I always like to take just a moment and say thank you to those of you that listen to the program and rely on the information within it to shape your understanding of the real estate process of what's happening in the real estate market so that you know what to do. You're an informed consumer. You can plan accordingly. You can find somebody that uh, is going to match your expectations uh, from from an experience perspective, from a customer service perspective, from a marketing perspective, uh, somebody that ultimately you're going to have a good transaction with. And of course, if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Charleston area, I'd like to be that person for you. So feel free to call me, 843-400-8009. That's 843-400-8009. Or check us out online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Uh, and, I, and I do appreciate those of you that reach out and, and you know, just ask questions too. You know, We're here to be a resource for you. Maybe you just need a good contractor. Maybe you need some advice. Uh, happy to be uh, you know, a, a point of contact for you to help work through some of those questions or some of those challenges. Of course, not everything we do revolves around helping someone buy or sell or invest in something. Uh, so, so thank you for that. Let's talk a little bit about saving some time and some money in real estate. And I'm going to give you a few different things here in no particular order, by the way. These are just some things that I've learned over the years that I think really help, really actually do save time and money. Now, some of the obvious ones, things like negotiating, um, that's that's completely up to, I think, each individual agent. I mean, that's it's tough to say that, oh, well, on average, I save people X amount of money based on my negotiating skills. It's tough to quantify because it has to be situation specific, right? Some people don't have the luxury of playing hardball when they need to move and they can't afford to run the risk of this deal not going through because they want to you know, push back a few hundred bucks or a few thousand bucks. Um, so we have to stay in our lane as real estate agents, in, in other words. Uh, and I'll tell you, the ones that don't, the real estate agents that take it upon themselves to make everybody else's life very challenging are the ones that can derail transactions. I mean, I've had, I, I, I can't even count at this time the number of people that have just bypassed their agent and wanted to talk with us because the other agent was the one that was out of control. It, it can, In some of these instances, right, where you have a contentious relationship between a buyer and a seller, sometimes it's not the buyer itself or the seller itself. Sometimes it's the agent fanning the flames, uh, trying to appear as though they're being helpful when in reality all they're doing is making things worse. So knowing how to stay in your lane is important. And when it comes to something obvious like saving somebody time and money through negotiating, Depends on how much training they've had. It depends on how much practice they've had, right? I've done over 1,100 transactions, about a billion dollars worth of real estate. Uh, you know, that's that's plenty of time for me to have honed my skills as a effective negotiator. Some of the other things, though, that can save some time and money are things like preparing your home for sale. You know, over the past few years, sellers have really had it easy. You've not had to do as much of that kind of stuff as you had in years past because of the excessive amount of demand for homes. Well, now that that market's changing a little bit, we have to get back to the basics. We have to start thinking about prepping our homes for sale. Um, and, and there are ways of doing that and saving money throughout the process. 
I, I really do appreciate it when sellers call me and say, hey, we're thinking about selling our house. We'd like to have you come by, walk through the home with us. Tell us what you think we need to do in order to get it in shape to sell it for the most money possible. Rather than, hey, we've just had all this work done to our house. Come on by. We're ready to list. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love both kinds of phone calls, but uh, I prefer being able to help somebody prep their home for sale because I find that a lot of folks spend unnecessary amounts of time and money in areas of their home that you know they've just thrown their money into a black hole. It, it really does not matter. Or they overpaid for what they got. So on one hand, we're talking about some of the things that you can do and prepare your home for uh, to increase the likelihood of it selling faster and for more money. There are also, of course, the connections that I have built over time. You know, not only do we, you know, have a real estate team, I also own a real estate property management company. I'm also a real estate investor. We've got professionals for really any service that you would need real estate related. So if you need that contractor, plumber, fence guy, I mean, whatever, we've, we've got great contacts. Um, let us help you save some time and money that way. The, the, the reason that's also important is because if you have a little bit of an older home, you're, you're a little concerned about what somebody might find when they do their home inspection. Let's go ahead and get a pre-listing home inspection done. Let's be preemptive about that. If you list your home with me, by the way, I'll pay for that. So let's get a really good look at what a buyer is going to try and use against us once we're under contract. And that's, you know, that, that's really been the buyer's only move over the course of the past few years in the seller's market is, yeah, hey, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll give you an offer that looks really good on paper uh, enough to get you to sign it. And then I've got this due diligence period that says I've got you know a week, two, three weeks to investigate whatever I want to investigate, renegotiate the contract, however I see fit, or back out. Um, and and most of the time that's at no cost. So he's got this you know get out of jail free card for 10, 15, 20 days. And so they'll get the home inspection, and then they'll just make they'll they'll make outlandish requests. They'll say, hey, I want everything on this list fixed. Uh, and by the way, if you don't, then you're in a position as a seller where if you go back on the market, you're going to have to disclose all this. So anybody else that sees it's going to see the same thing I'm seeing. You might as well negotiate with me. Just a little caveat. That's how you as a buyer negotiate. But for a seller, that's a bit of a, that can be a bit of a shock if there are some excessive things on that report, if there are some actual real costly issues. Now, how do we deal with that? We get a pre-listing home inspection. We get our contractors to look at the work. We get them to validate uh, or invalidate the inspector's concerns because the inspector is supposed to just highlight the issue. They're not supposed to suggest a cost. Um, they're supposed to say, have a qualified contractor review this in greater detail. Um, and some of these inspectors, man, some of their reports are, are very boisterous. I had a report that came through a few weeks ago and it said that um, the roof was... Uh, approaching its the end of its useful life and could leak at any minute and at any minute was bold capitalized and underlined talk about a oh god it made me so mad i'm i almost sweared <laughs> i haven't done that yet on this uh, on this show and i guess that's why i'm still around but anyways the pre-listing home inspection allows us to review the items found by the inspector 
determine their legitimacy, and then attach quotes to those items. See, there are going to be plenty of buyers that walk through the house that see a report like that that say, oh my gosh, there's $20,000 worth of stuff that needs to be fixed here. Well, no, it's actually 4500 or whatever the number is. But the point is, you don't want to be beholden to the buyer's contractor's estimate because the buyer's contractor will not do you, the seller, any favors. In fact, if they're getting the seller to pay for it, then that contractor might you know, jack up their prices a little bit and say, hey, you know what, if, if we're on the seller's tab here, then I might as well get paid too, right? I, I, want, some, I want something out of this. So that's, that's one way of saving some time and saving some money. And I think that is one of the best um, suggestions that I can give you as a seller is be prepared. Control the narrative. Control the, the, the negotiating process by having the information. Never let the wool get pulled over your eyes. Another uh, great way of saving some money, by the way, uh, is getting a home warranty. If you list your home with me, we provide you with a home warranty while your home's on the market. So if your AC goes out or you've got some other mechanical, electrical, appliance-related issue, the home warranty covers you. It's a very helpful tool. Um, and I would say the last thing, which is a little little obvious, but um, price your home right. You know, if, if you're one of those folks that, hey, I just want a good good old-fashioned traditional sale, right? There, There's no, uh, you know, unique circumstance surrounding your interest in selling your home and, and potentially buying another. It's just, hey, I just want this to be a normal transaction. We're not trying to sell a half a million dollar home for a million bucks. Uh, we're not expecting this to happen in, you know, 24 hours or less. We're just, we, we've got realistic expectations. We want a nice, smooth, peaceful, profitable, productive transaction. My suggestion for you, especially in a market like this, of course, have a discussion with your real estate agent and really sit down and understand not just the comps, but the trends within your neighborhood. What's what's happening? Can can Are you working with somebody that can attach a narrative to the data? Are they really truly in tune enough with the market to say, this is what's happening. This is what we need to do right now in order to get ahead of this and take advantage of these opportunities. Where there's chaos, there's opportunity sitting down with an agent, going through the comps in great detail, and then pricing your home correctly is what's going to allow you, a seller right now, to still capitalize on the fact that it is still a seller's market. Homes are still selling for for very high amounts of money uh, in comparison to a few years ago. I mean, there's still plenty of great things happening for you as a seller right now, but the writing is on the wall. The, the data is starting to come through. Our market is shifting. You still have an opportunity to cash out with a ton of equity and get some great terms to your contract. I think the longer this goes on, the more balanced our market will become, uh, the less uh, firepower you as a seller have in negotiating. So if that's something you'd like to discuss in greater detail, you're thinking about selling your house, maybe you need to sell your home and buy another. Uh, let's have a conversation. 843 400 that's my personal cell. Uh, it'll go straight to me. So call or text that number, 843-400-8009. Uh, remember to text the word GUIDE if you want a copy of that report on how to prep your home for sale uh, and not waste some time and money in the process. 
Or, of course, you can check us out online at listingsincharleston.com or send me an email, brian at brianbeattyteam.com. Stick around, folks, for the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Hear the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show every Saturday morning at 9 and each Sunday morning at 10 on 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Expert news and views on the low country real estate scene. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, to the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. If you're joining us just now uh, or as of the last few minutes, uh, just remember that our podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. We've got over 600 videos on YouTube, or you can see all or hear all of this on our website, listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. And of course, if you want to reach out to me directly, you've got some questions about real estate. Maybe you want to sell real estate. You're thinking of it as a career choice. Uh, We'd love to talk with you about that. Or of course, helping with buying, selling, investing, or renting out your home. 843-400-8009 is the phone number. And with that in mind, uh, you know we have had a property management company for about a year now. It's something that I've done for, you know, many, many years. I, my family has a background in commercial development and management of shopping centers, which ironically was what I was going to do out of college. And then, you know, the market started showing some signs of a turn. And uh, rather than me going back up to Virginia and, and becoming a uh, commercial property manager, I decided to get my residential real estate license here. Uh, things went really well. And then by the time the market had uh, recovered, um, they offered me a job, and it was it was not what I was looking for. <laughs> anyway, they couldn't afford me. It was kind of a nice feeling. Uh, but anyways, the, the the market has, of course, as prices continue to go up. I mean, even now, year to date, the prices are up, um, you know, fifteen percent compared to where they were this time last year. Um, yeah, the average sales price is up fifteen percent. Median sales price is up sixteen point seven percent. The average sales price is $554,000 in the Charleston Tri-County area. Median sales price is 397, but either way, it has grown drastically over the years pushing people out of the market, turning a lot of folks into renters, meaning a lot of people out there that were a little ahead of the curve bought some rentals. The rental market is extremely strong right now, and so we built a property management company to serve all of the investors that we work with, my, myself being one of them. And so our company is very streamlined and very friendly to investors. We only uh, make money in three ways. When we place a tenant, when we manage the property, and if that tenant renews their lease. It's all about maintaining your cash flow uh, and, of course, being really accountable with your property, the condition of it, and the money as it flows in and out. So if that's something that you're interested in, you want to learn more about property management, um, we'd love the opportunity to earn your business. Maybe you're thinking of acquiring some rentals and taking advantage of uh, this this increasing population of folks that want to rent rather than buy or that need to rent rather than buy. So if you're thinking of investing or if you have a property that needs to be managed, we'd love the opportunity to earn your business. The website there is Beatty mgmt.com so b-e-a-t-t-y m-g-m-t dot com 
Or, you know, if you want to just have a conversation with me about it, 843-400-8009. That's 843-400-8009. Thank you so much for listening to the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. You guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. And again, if you want to reach out to me, you've got some real estate questions, 843-400-8009. Take care. Join us for another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show next Saturday morning at 9 and Sunday morning at 10. Contact Brian Beatty online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843-400-8009. That's 843-400-8009.